Welcome to episode 61 of That's What I'm Saying, the podcast about hip-hop, entertainment, dating, sex, relationships, and social issues from a sometimes ratchet but mostly woke perspective. So subscribe to That's What I'm Saying, the podcast. We're in iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Stitcher, CastPod, TuneIn, YouTube, and Spotify. You can also follow us on Instagram at TwizPod and premiering November 4th, you can catch That's What I'm Saying, the TV show on Island TV. So visit our website at That's What I'm Saying Podcast.com to find out more. So I'm Sean. I'm Nye. What's up, everyone? Hey, Nye. So what are we calling this episode? <laughs> when the pastor speaks in tongues. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We'll talk about that more in a minute. A shamala, shamala. Okay. Where's your pastor? <laughs> All right. So, shout out to our listeners in Thailand, Sawadi, y'all. All right. So, got to get right into this ro- uh, the ratchet minute. So, over the weekend, we heard that Diddy or uh, uh, Lori Harvey broke up with Diddy. Did you hear about this? No. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> right. So we know that Diddy was romantically linked with 22-year-old Lori Harvey, who is Steve Harvey's daughter. Has Steve Harvey ever spoke out about them dating at all? No, I think I think I read somewhere where he said that he approved of the relationship. I know there were some pictures that were floating around when they were all on some sort of vacation. Seemed like a, you know, a happy little situation so, but I'm I'm pretty sure at the harder part he ain't happy with this. I, that's what I'm thinking. But okay, so anyway, it sounds like Lori kind of gave Diddy the boot for a minute, but then Diddy's uh, son Christian stepped in and said, "No, everything is good. All is well between them. There's no side chicks and blah de blah. They're all good." Now, my question is, didn't Christian date Lori? Well, they. I don't know because before they, I've heard reports that they were dating, and then when all this started coming out with um, Diddy and Lori, Big Daddy Diddy and Lori, um, Sugar Diddy, that Christian and the girl were just friends. Um, so I don't, I, I don't know if they were ever dating, but it's still inappropriate. Yeah, <laughs> it's just messy. I mean, she's twenty-two, he's forty-nine, but you know what? To each his own. I'm just moving on. Just okay, D- Diddy, do your thing. Uh, slang that slang that thing did it uh, <laughs> all right but moving on to what my favorite part of the show oh my god so break it down man i'm pretty sure this this little video has been traveling through the socials the pastor wilson video of him speaking in tongues and between someone's legs <laughs> what that mouth do Pastor. <laughs> so a viral video was posted midweek allegedly featuring Pastor David E. Wilson performing some mouth work, mouth with an F. For <laughs> 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 the woman that has gone through all the social media, man, you can let me just you can go on Twitter and just put the hashtag in Pastor w- Wilson and this video will come up. <laughs> It's very loud. It's very wet. It's a lot of slurping. So the the Texas preacher has been in his profession for 40 years and isn't completely clear why the sex tape was made public. Uh, Apparently, this is not his wife. This is some other woman. Lord of mercy. (laughs) Mm -mm -mm -mm. 
So he leads this uh, congregation from the Bible Way Ministries and World Outreach Center. Mm-hmm. Uh, so allegedly, you know, this woman, um, I guess, put the, the, the video out. And he's very aware that she's recording him because he's looking up at the camera. <laughs> Gazing into the video. Spotlight <laughs> moment. <laughs> it, is, it is really a mess. So he actually posted a response video. And police had the clap back. I could not believe it. Man, so he he said, and I'm I'm paraphrasing what he said, but he said, yes, he is a pastor that feeds the hungry. <laughs> he has a ministry program for boys, girls, and women, and he is also a pastor that loves women and pussy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Never mind it, see that don't belong to your wife. But what do I know? Never mind. Never mind. It's Absolutely. Can you imagine being a, con- a member of this congregation and your pastor has a yes. video on Twitter of him <laughs> laughing up someone's coochie? <laughs> Crazy. I can't even. And then go have a nerve to come back with the clap back. Like, <laughs> he had to set the record straight. He had to set the Y'all dirty motherfuckers. <laughs> And it was it was so he was cursing up a storm. I'm like, I don't know what pastor does this. Bible Way Ministries. What does his wife have to say? I don't know. But there is a um, there's a little meme. Have you seen that that um that gift of the guy who's like in this fur coat and he's like grabbing all the shit off of his um oh uh, vanity trying to catch Joanne his wife. the scammer? Is it Joanne the scammer? <laughs> so that the the, um, the caption is. This is Pastor Wilson getting all his shit before his wife come home. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, a mess, a mess, a mess with the with the point of view video. That POV angle was ridiculous. (laughs) Who's in charge of who's in charge of you? Somebody got to be in charge of your public relations because I'm pretty sure they did not authorize this clapback. But the thing is, like, he he had to have known about it because his 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 viewing into the camera was just too much. Like, nigga, you know what's going on here. That slapping and slurping though was too much. I was like, turn the volume down. What are they? What is he doing? <laughs> oh my gosh, it's like he's eating soup with a with a fork. <laughs> well, that's what it sounds like. <laughs> doing it right. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> I know I know that pastor speaks in tongues. <laughs> okay. Mm, Man, the internet is so undefeated on that though. Like immediately gave the whole story. <laughs> the whole the whole timeline. I just seen pictures of his wife. They were like, she ain't even on Facebook or Instagram, but here's a picture of her. Like Y'all are terrible. <laughs> Can you imagine? He's doing. He's so bold and brazen with doing that. Can you imagine what he had has already been doing? This For real. It, and that's ex- exactly. So this is what we know about. We don't know this. We don't know this pastor. And that's, he don't give a flying fuck. He gives no fucks at this point. He already told you. He already said <laughs> what. <laughs> <laughs> Waiting at the gates of heaven, like what? What? <laughs> All right, well, pastor, I want to go to this church, though, when I go to Texas. (laughs) 
going to see. <laughs> I don't want to. What's that sermon about? <laughs> I pass. <laughs> I'm good. All right. All right. Moving on. Where are we? Ah, we get to the Kitten Hill section segment of this show so fast. I, know. I, actually, I actually have my hair in a bun today, so I'm I'm prepared. Oh, so you imagine? Okay. I am. Cool. <laughs> I know you got Kitten Hills too. You told me you own a pair. I sure do. They're cute too. I'll send you a picture. <laughs> <laughs> they are cute. They're like like ankle boots. They're cute. Girl, please don't explain them. <laughs> Girl, thank you. <laughs> You're giving me visuals I don't need. All right. Okay. Getting into the woke minute, I wanted to um, just give honor and remembrance to a Tatiana Jefferson, who was killed on October 12th by police who invaded her home. And I would say killed, murdered in her home while she played video games with her nephew. I'm sure you've heard about this. This is one of the shots we hear that that rings around at least this country, if not the world. Um, You know, it's always, I I hate having to reiterate these stories because they always have the same, you know, running theme of racism um, and inequality, right? Do you not agree? I just, I'm having a hard time. Go ahead. You know, it just seems like every week or almost every week, it's the same story. We just, uh, it's like almost like a cut cut and paste. Like when you go in a Word document, and you mm-hmm. like find place. It's like we take out the name from last week and add a new name. It's and the same story. Yeah. So, what ha- I guess the story was that a neighbor had called the non the non emergency police line um, because he reported that the neighbor his next door neighbor's uh, door had been ajar for a, a couple of hours and it looked like there was no movement inside. So, um, he had called, requested to have someone go over and check. And um, it seems like two officers uh, respond to the call. Uh, typically, one um, is a Chris Daniel or Dean, uh, who was a relatively new officer. He was hired back in 2017, um, became a full-fledged police officer just April of last year. Um, and it seems like they came upon the house, didn't was in the backyard, which to me, if you're looking at and it's, it's nighttime, it's somebody in the bushes. It seems like. She- way of bedroom with her nephew and this police officer without announcing himself without saying he was the police um shot her and unfortunately took her life killed her um you know this is we live in a culture where this this type of thing as you said it just it's a it's a cookie cutter it's a cut and paste this is the type of thing that happens it's reminiscent of botham john who was killed in his home while eating ice cream um, and now we have this young woman who was 28 years old, um, had went to school for, I believe, biology, was saving up money to go to medical school, was taking care of her sick mother who uh, who was uh, in the hospital at the time. Um, and unfortunately, no rhyme or reason why she lost her life. Um, there were reports that I don't know if you saw it where, you know, I guess in an attempt to maybe justify the shooting, they took a picture of what was supposed to be her gun, even though, as we know, Texas is an open carry state. So you can, you know, homeowners can have guns in their home. But that was, you know, just a 
it, it, it's terrible the way that they tried to kind of paint the picture. Although I believe the police department, they did apologize for that, the, apologize for releasing this photo of this gun. Um, it's reported that the officer who did the shooting, he was allowed to resign before he could be fired. So w- what that to me means is, you know, he was allowed to resign. He could technically get some of his, you know, the benefits that might be due him. Um, because he wasn't he wasn't fired, which is egregious and crazy to me. What do you think? Um, you know, we have these stories almost every week, and it's almost I'm almost kind of like speech, speechless on what to say because it's like I say the same thing every time. Um, I don't know all the specifics and and what that means with him being um being fired versus uh I mean um resigning versus being fired. Um, he was only on the force for two years, so I'm not sure how, how uh, big of a benefit he would get, like his benefit package. I'm mm-hmm. not sure. Um, you know, he, he definitely needs to be charged with murder. Um, it's un- He it's- was. I believe he was. He was charged mm-hmm. with murder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, it's, it's so unfortunate that we, we live in a, um, a society where we're terrorized. We can't do anything in this country. We have gotten shot eating ice cream playing video games, sitting in cars, having a cookout. Like we, it, this is continue. We can't live our lives without being terrorized. And, you know, like we, we talked about, like I said last week and after, you know, after we finished recording, you know, I didn't, I didn't want to sound like I, I felt like there was no hope for us, but sometimes it feels like there's no hope because we live in a, we live in a, a country where we are definitely outnumbered we're systematically oppressed and we are on a daily basis we're terrorized and targeted and it's like what do we do i i I just don't really have any answers of what we can actually do we we sit around and we talk about you know um different solutions but what has that really gotten us you know i i just i don't i don't have any answers i i don't know what to say i really don't you know and it's hard to it's hard to be in this country is as and I want to say fortunate in quotation marks and air quotes, you know, it's, you know, mm-hmm. we live in a, a first world country where we have, you know, I was thinking the other day I was going to buy some water, order water from Amazon. Cause I, I don't drink tap water. I drink a alkaline water. And yeah. I'm thinking I live in a, I, I have a life that is so privileged. I can order alkaline, expensive alkaline water. So I don't have to drink tap water, you know? So parts of my lifestyle is, is I'm very fortunate to live in in a in a place like this, but at the same time, it's like there's a price to pay. There's a price to pay to live here, and a lot of times, what we see, the price that we're paying, is what our lives. Um. So I don't. I just. I don't really know what else to say. You know. I don't. For for a long time, I kind of blocked these stories out. Um. Not because I don't care, because I really do. You know, I can't how I feel about mm-hmm. issues like this. But it's like you know, if I if I think about this all the time, every day when stuff happens, I will be a ball of anger, you know. And it's it's big aggressions that happen like this, but it's also smaller aggressions that happen every single day to all of us. And it's like at at what point can we? It's it's going to be to a point where we just can't take it anymore, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't even know what that point is because so much, so many things have happened to us in this country, atrocious things, egregious things. I don't know what else could happen to us that hasn't already happened. You know what I mean? 
I just don't, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't have any answers. I don't, I don't know what to say. Yeah, all I, I can think... say is I'm mad. Mm-hmm. All I can say is yeah. I'm mad and angry. I don't, and I don't know what to do with these feelings. Um, and I, and I agree with you. And it's just like, you know, well, what, what do you do or what can you do? Because it, it, it happens so much. It's almost as sad and as crazy as it sounds. You almost get desensitized to it because mm-hmm. it happens so much. And we, you know, this is like, we not, this is, this is not slavery times right here. Like, you know, we, we, we've been here for hundreds of years, yet there's some remnants of our existence here and how we got here. I, when I, I posted the, I don't, I, somebody called it a rant. It wasn't a rant, but just my, on, on our Instagram and where, you know, after the, um, the, the well, the sentencing for Amber Geiger after she murdered Botham John and you know that whole hugging thing that went on in the in the courtroom and my response was I'm I'm tired of doing this like you know love heals all wounds and you know kind of turn the other cheek and because that's you know a lot of times that's what we are conditioned to do because we don't have the power um, to change or so we think and this to me calls for aggression, controlled aggression, and a, uh, a level of accountability that we've not, um, we've not demanded thus far from, <clears throat> from our oppressors. So that is to say to me is I'm tired of kind of, you know, laying down and, you know, just, Hey, you can put in somebody's name here and it'll be the same set of circumstances. I'm, I'm tired of hearing these stories of, of the loss of our brothers and sisters. I mean, this is, this was a child, 28 years old, beautiful woman who, you know, had aspirations and dreams and never got to realize it because somebody came up in her backyard at night, supposedly to protect and serve, but to kill, steal and destroy. So we've got to, in my, in my mind is whatever laying down that we may have done and kind of just, you know, moving, moving on, we need to be aggressive in our anger. Um, because a lot of times that aggression does call for quick change and that, uh, and accountability, you know, sweep the whole damn police force, get rid of, get rid of everybody and, and start over if, if you must, you know, I saw this movie, um, I went to a, uh, a screening of black and blue with, uh, what's his name? Um, Tyrese. Yeah. And I can't think of the the actress's name, but it's, it's so crazy that this movie is, it's, I don't know if it's already hit movie theaters or it's coming out soon, but it's crazy that this is, it's, it's, this movie is out right now because it's so relevant. It's actually, it's, it's a really, it's pretty good movie, but it really talks about police corruption, but even the racism that, and that goes on in the police force with black officers and white officers, it's crazy. And, you know, the level of, of, uh, of, you know, just the, the wrong that, that goes on with black and blue and with their, with the police force. So I'm saying like, just get rid of everybody, get rid of every start from the start all the way from the bottom and go all the way up to the top start from, you know, start from scratch. This, you know, you want to, you want to enhance, you want to start some sort of change, then get rid of these, get rid of the people that, that are there and start over. That's, you know, that's one way to do it. It's the same thing that we do in this country with, uh, 
with the president with you know the presidents get rid of everybody they get rid of the whole cabinet you can't let you know you don't let somebody stay you get rid of everything and start over i'm just and you know those to those to me is it's not going to um it's not going to stop what is happening but it will address um, um some of this because i don't know this police officer. i don't know what kind of training he had but obviously there's there's something ingrained in their training and in their mindset. You know, I used to always think that when they hire police officers, you have to find someone who's on, who's a borderline sociopath because those, and this is, you know, this is an unspoken rule. Those are the officers that will put their life on the line because, because of their mindset. And it's, it's, it's to me, that is, you it's also goes with racism, um, classism. You're they're look you're actively looking for officers that have some of these traits because they'll be like these better, you know, super soldiers, these better officers. Get rid of that mindset. Get rid of that. Um, that's the way that that they're they're being hired. Get rid of all of that. So I, you know, I don't I don't have a a, a turnkey where I can just fix all of this. I wish I I wish I could, but you know, small small changes at the very base level get rid of all these people yeah. get rid of these departments sweep them out Start you know over. from this um well you know i can't, i do agree with you um but we also have to think about like the um like why police officers or the police force was created and what their original intent was and originally they were created to protect white people's property so they were protecting white people's property, but they were policing us. And so this is the same thing that is going on now. So the the it's never changed. Like their their initial uh, intent has never changed. Um, wow. But one thing I do want to say is that in the case of this young lady, um, I think it's really important to, and I think we've we've really gotten away from community and knowing our neighbors and becoming friends and friendly, yes. knowing who each other who each other. Um, who everyone is, because I think that in situations like this, you know, even if they weren't the best of friends or friends, if they were friendly, it could have been a situation where he knocked on her door just to see how she's doing, or, you know, maybe called a family member or, you know, there are other, there are levels to other levels that could have been taken before calling the police, you know, um, because the police aren't, um, you know, from what we, from, from experience and what we're seeing, you know, their, their initial intent with us is not to protect, it's to right. police us, you know, and imagine if she, if she did go for her gun, you know, just imagine how scared, terrified you would be if you're, you know, it's at night and there's someone pointing a gun at you out from outside. You don't know who this person is. You know how terrifying that is, right. you know? So even if she went for her gun, um, can you blame her for that? You know, in her I, home, in our own home. I mean, that's you know, it's just like what are what are they really saying? She's in our own home, and she has a right to carry a, an arm. That's. Mm-hmm. And what happens going to her door and knocking on her door? Did y'all just bypass that whole thing? No one just walked to her door, came to her door, and knocked on it, and say, you know, check to see how she is. It's the police knocking, coming in, you know, checking right. on you. That didn't happen for wellness. That's typically what happens during a wellness check. Yeah, that's. I have no words. I just it it just it makes me so sad. And it and you know I don't want to live in fear and I don't want to be afraid. But it it makes me think. You know, I'm in here in my house. 
playing video games with my son. And, you know, there have been times when, you know, I leave the, the blinds are open or the, you know, sometimes the front door has been, you know, it'll, it'll swing open. Just little things. I, and I think about that and I'm like, I don't, I don't want to be in fear. My home is my sanctuary. If anything else, if the craziness from the outside world, I would never want to be afraid to be at home, to be in my sanctuary, to be at my place of peace. And that is you know, we, we see what can happen. You know, I'm sure that it's just, I'm, I like, I just have, I have no words because it, it could be any one of us on any given day, eating ice cream, playing video games at a cookout, hanging with friends, anything in my car, in your car, any, anything, anything can happen. And we've seen it. So I just rest in peace um, to a Tatiana Jefferson and her family. I have sent prayers and positivity and I'm hoping as a people and as a community, we can get through this, um, and see some real lasting changes. It's, it's going to take a change of a mindset, you know, that it's, it's, it's going to be more than just some cursory, you know, oh, they'll do some training and, you know, let's prevent this in the future. Like, there has to be some real changing of, of mindsets and bringing humanity um, back into the fold because this to me, it just shows it's a depravity of humanity. It is a lessening of, you know, looking at your, your brother and your sister, which essentially we all are, but looking at that person as less than who deserves less than, and this is, this is what happens in our justice system and not in our justice system. This is what happens, you know, when, when these types of acts are justified or, you know, the person gets off um, and gets, you know, gets to walk away or doesn't get punished at the same level because there is a, there's a price on all of our lives. And that price is, is changes based on the color of your skin. And that's the, the sad part about it. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, so, all right, let's, Let's move on. Let's move on. Yeah. Where are we? Um, well, we're oh, the weekend dick court. Okay. All right. I need some in my life. I will say <laughs> I mean not Bobby. I, I will say I just wanted to talk about I really quick. So I went to Carnival, Miami last weekend. And like I was saying, best time of my life. Best time of my life. I, I can see how people get addicted. They want to go. But what I, what I will say is there was, there was alcohol, there's half naked women and men. When I tell you everyone was so respectful, I didn't, I didn't feel self-conscious and I had everything hanging out. I didn't feel self-conscious. There wasn't like the, you know, the oogling and the ogling and the touching. And it was just such a great event. I just, I, I've never been to anything like that. And you know, like you sort of expect, I mean, what you, come on, when you mix some alcohol and, and some, and some splash and some skin out there and, and everybody's drinking, you would think that there was madness and it really wasn't. So I just wanted to talk about, I just wanted to mention that because I have, I got used to something different and it was really not what I expected. It was actually like so much better. So it was just such a beautiful event. That's all. Yeah, good times. Yeah, always. <laughs> All right. So, so back to the 
story. So this is this is a sorry. This is a, a pretty juicy story. <laughs> All right, let me get to it. All right. So the story is my girlfriend and I have been dating for five months now, and this lady and I have never had intercourse. This is a guy. <laughs> yeah, this is a guy. Okay. So um, around a month ago, she went on vacation with some close friends of hers and some family friends. They came back. Everything seemed hunky-dory. She had a great time. Fast forward to yesterday, and she informs me that one night on vacation, she was blackout drunk after a long day of heavy drinking on the beach. Um, she wakes up in her hotel later that night, and her friends tell her that she went off with a couple guys, a pair of guys. Mm. Now, her friend assumed she had sex. My girlfriend is in denial because she was blacked out. She thought nothing of it. Turns out she's now pregnant. Whoa. She's absolutely scared to death, shaking, sobbing, apologizing uh, profusely, saying, you don't deserve this. You you deserve better. I've never thought that she was the type to go out and have a random hookup, especially being that um, we decided to be exclusive. Um, Her family, who she is very close with, and they're very religious and conservative, uh, they want her to have an abortion. Mm. Well, no, no, they don't want her to have an abortion, but she does. She's considering. Yeah. So I asked if she honestly wants to be with me and she replied, yes. And I feel the same way. Um, We can work through this no matter what she decides to do. I will back her 100 percent. And we speak a while um, and we leave on terms on good terms. She decides to stay with her friend for a while just to have some space. Now. I'm stunned. I know she's a good girl, not the most responsible person ever, but she has a good heart <laughs> and never wants to hurt anyone. At the same time, I can't help but think about all the possibilities of what happened on that vacation. Was she raped? Was she drugged? Did she just have a hookup? My personal opinion is that abortion is the best, option. The best option. I haven't told her that in fear of swaying her decision one way or the other, but I feel like her family will guilt her into keeping the child. Um, I really don't know what to do at this point. Um, did I do the right thing? Am I doing the right thing? Mm. Any opinion or advice would be greatly appreciated. I am just... I can't even get off the first couple sentences. What? This, okay. This situation has so many different levels. There's levels to this. But what, what do you say, Sean? What do you say? I'll you I first. mean, I'm just trying to... Let me take it all in. So... Whew, child. Okay, so I just want to understand. So they've been dating for five months, but they have not been intimate. So there's no, there has been no sex, you know, no sex going on. So she goes on vacation with family or friends with, oh, uh, of hers and her friend's family. Okay. And, you know, probably got stretched out by Dexter. Now I don't, that, that's a little shady to me. So I'm, I'm thinking, let's, let's just say that the, the, she's reporting to him the truth, which is she doesn't really know what happened. She might have been with some guys, and it sounds like they ran a train. And she, you know, when you mix alcohol in it, she probably doesn't remember. That's probably what happened. So consent is all over the place because we don't know what exactly happened. But if she can't remember, that means she was drunk, then most likely she was, uh, you know, it, that the sexual intercourse happened against her will. You got to look at it that way. So now she has, she didn't bought back a baby or, you know, she's, she's pregnant now. If her choice is that, you know, her body is, is, 
is hers and that's I'm 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 a big advocate for that so whatever she wants to do and I think for him you know their their relationship is very new you've been in five months and really this could be a lifetime thing I don't know if he's um considering if she decides to keep it and raising the child as his own or if she decides to go through this um you know with an abortion and how she's going to feel like that how, about it about him afterward it's 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 it is like you said it's so many levels to this um, but I do believe that that decision on what she wants to do with her body rests with her and her only. Um, he said, he, you know, he, in his opinion, he would think abortion. I get why he's saying that, but it's not his decision to make. And I don't think he should. Um, I don't think he should actually make a suggestion either way. Um, I think if he is willing to be with this woman, he needs to be supportive in whatever she decides to do. If that's if that's what he's saying he's going to do. But, you know, I mean, also, it, this is his opportunity to to run away. <laughs> and I hate to say it, but uh, it, it I don't know what kind of future this is going to hold for him um, moving forward with her. It's it's that's messy, you know. And look, we know we've all been through the hookups and you know different things. And, but this is this is a whole nother level of hookup. This is a hookup going completely and totally wrong. Um, I, I'm I'm woo, wow. I'm trying to untangle it. Go ahead. So I I just kind of want to backtrack on um just kind of take this layer by layer. So now. I don't know if I honestly believe that she didn't know she had had sex. Um, okay. Now, the, the thing that, that sticks out for me is, and I don't know, for me, I have a serious go, girl code with all of my homegirls, all of my girlfriends, that, you know, if we're hanging out and you are super drunk, I'm not going to let you walk off with you guys. That's just not going to happen. Now, maybe their her relationship with, with her friend is different, but... Sleep. And I'm assuming that even, especially if we're, we're on a vacation together, but if we're on a vacation together with my family, I'm not going to let you do that. Just walk off with some guys if you're like, you know, almost blacked out drunk right. or even, even not even drunk. Like, where are you going? Why are you going? I'm going too. Or you're not going. Like, why? We're in a different. I, that's not going to happen. Right. So I, I kind of feel like there's some holes to this story. And I think, you know, by her saying this, it kind of puts the, the, the onus on mm-hmm. somebody not her, her take full ownership of what she actually did. But this is just what I'm, I'm thinking because her family is very religious. And so if she just comes out and say, I had this one night stand and now I'm pregnant, they're going to look at her differently versus I don't know. I don't remember what happened. I may have been raped. It gives it, it gives a situation um, a little um, sense mm-hmm. for that. So I don't know if this story comes true for me. So, I, 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 yeah, I could see that. I, I mean, I don't know these people. I don't know her. I don't know him. But I, I, I can agree with you in a certain day. I, I don't know. That's why I don't, I don't know. I don't know what happened. And, and you know what? It would be like the perfect cover-up story, you know, to... Going out there and doing something you probably shouldn't have been doing if you were in a committed relationship with somebody back in the states. So you know, yeah, you it it could be made up the whole story. Um, yeah. I, I think there's some holes in that portion of it, but let's move on past that. So mm-hmm. then she and then she has this baby, 
and she's considering giving it um, an abortion. And like you said, you know, I think a woman owns the right to her body. She, she, um, she has, I honestly, I, I can honestly say I'm pro-life, but I'm also pro-choice. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think pro-life and something personally that I would do, but pro-choice and that you can choose what to do what you want with your body. I'll do with, you know, what I want with mine. So, um, I think that whatever she decides to do, it is, you know, she decides to do it. He, you don't have a say in it. It's a very new relationship. You're not married. Um, it's, 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 it's definitely her choice. And I don't think you should, um, give your thoughts on either way. If you decide to stay with her, which I don't suggest you do. Um, and she keeps this baby. That's a heavy responsibility, uh, responsibility on you especially with this being so new. And if this baby was conceived in trauma, there are, there are levels that she has to process herself. Saying this story is true and she and she was raped and now she's conceived this baby out of rape. That's a heavy load to take for her and also it's going to be a heavy load to take for this baby. Do you want to carry this responsibility and carry this load? Yeah, that's too much. I think, bye. <laughs> <laughs> You can be her friend and you can provide support for her. But in terms of a relationship, I don't think this is, I don't think you have enough skin in the game to actually commit to this. Now, maybe later on down the road, maybe a year or two later when she's processed everything and she's made her decision and she's in a a different mind state and you are too. And you can kind of make decisions that are outside of the situation because right now you're in the thick of it and it's hard to it's hard to like and emotions are involved you think you love this woman or you really like her so you want to be supportive but i think you need to remove yourself from the situation and really look at it as a whole before you make a commitment like that and i think that takes time so i think that you should take that the relationship part out of it and just be her friend and provide support for her and whatever she does and if later on down the line you want to um revisit being in a relationship with her do it then, but don't make a haste decision right now. It's too soon. It's too early. Agreed. No, don't do it. Agreed. I, look, I already said there's a there's an escape door with your name on it. <laughs> there's, a, there's a there's a back door that's open. Please. No, said that she's not the most responsible person ever. So I think he be- he knows that this story don't really sound that good. Like there's wow. I don't know. Is really ringing true, you know. So he's gonna be he better be side eyeing it. Like what? I would. I would. You went on vacation with your friends, family, and came back with a whole baby in your what? Yeah. No. Mm mm. Okay. Well, how does he say how old he is? How old? This sounds very young. This sounds like a young couple. Um, just I, I always. And maybe I just come from a different kind of family. Vacation, <laughs> like, like, my homegirl and her fam. Like, all right, all right. And like when we, I was younger, that would happen. As you get older, so. no, I agree. I mean, like I thought that shit stops when you're 16. Like you go to uh, Disney World, and then that's it. 15. Then where are we? Where are, where are we all going? <laughs> but right, different. I guess different time. I don't know. Um. Yeah, I I am I'm I'm opening up the the escape door on for you, sir. Kindly walk yourself right on through it cuz this is way too much. It's y'all five no skin in the game. You got 5 months, man. And and, and, and showing you she mm. 
I, she ain't busted open for you, but she didn't want on vacation and busted open for somebody. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, look, we gotta be serious because that was. <laughs> Man, I'm but it does, you know that it does seem kind of fishy. Like that's what. Okay, that's what we're doing. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I feel like five months. You ain't had none in five months. But y'all in a committed relationship, committed to what? <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's like it's a laughing, it's a it's a joke now. Committed mm-hmm. to, yeah. I, I, you know what? I've actually been a witness in relationships like this where it's supposedly they're, you know, it's platonic. They're not having sex, but you know, there are other little stories floating around, and she's over here sleeping with her ex boyfriend, and he over here doing this. Mm-hmm. All right. Y'all keeping it pure, just for, what, I don't, mm, I don't know. Okay. For you and me. <laughs> <laughs> I too like sex. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it sounds good though. Like what? <laughs> How you committed? Huh? <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Well, I'm, I'm hoping in the midst of our laughter, we did give some okay advice like I just great advice everything I just said I feel the same though I can back up everything this yeah it's I'm I'm talk I'm like that big old escape door that to me is like the biggest thing but okay all right well God bless them both um that's all I can say and make the right decision but don't make that 18 to 21 year decision right now on a, on a basis of five months. It's not even <laughs> worth it. Yeah. Put your name on the certificate. <laughs> Please. Because there's, there's dudes out here that would do that too. But you don't have to beat him. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not a situation like this. Not This is not mm-hmm. the situation to do that, I think. I think you got you to gotta really flesh this out and find out what really happened first. Yeah. But like you said, I think he probably has an idea. He knows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, doesn't want to believe it, I'm sure. But, you know, your intuition to kick in, he knows. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, moving on. Where are we? I reminisce, I reminisce. Reminisce. All right, so this week is my, my reminisce, which is so funny because I chose this song before we actually did the, uh, <laughs> the past story, but it just, it's perfect. So... I chose Naughty by Nature's 1991 hit, 1991, OPP, <laughs> OPP, which sampled the Jackson's 5's ABC. So you remember this song? It was like a call and response basically talking about fucking other niggas bitches um took me a minute to figure out what opp was because he said it in the song but he said it so fast you try to figure out what it was so opp stood for other people's pussy and other people's penis which he said for the ladies if you want to be proper you can say other people's property so I just do you remember this anthem because it this was like the banger okay this was 1991 I was a young yam but boy were we singing OPP you down with OPP yeah you know me not really fully understanding what it meant so what was the number one rule of OPP don't go running your mouth or catching feelings <laughs> I was like man so many jewels so many jewels 
<laughs> it's so simple and so basic, but so hard to do. <laughs> That's what he said in the song. So I, I read it. I heard an interview with Tretch and KG. Both said that um, they got a lot of radio airplay from this song because a lot of people didn't know what they were talking about. So had they known, they probably it probably wouldn't have been the hit that it was. But like a lot of um, you know, a lot of DJs and a lot of the um, radio stations you know just put it on because it had that jackson five um instrumental to it and it was catchy not knowing that they talking about um cheating on a whole nother level (laughs) (laughs) just ass shit Like that would OPP, damn Skippy, I'm with it. <laughs> you know, I actually some stretch uh, some months ago. Um, Slick Rick was performing in Brooklyn, and he uh-huh. brought out a stretch. This was like one of the best shows I've been to in a long time. It was stretch. You told me. <laughs> Rick, Rick came out. It was it was so good. But yes, Trish, you talked about this show, and you said that Tretch looked good. I remember when um. He used to go jogging near um, with my sister. Like he would run. He lived uh, in West New York, and he would like be out running. But you know, the Menem stories back in the day when he was with uh, was it uh, Salt Pepper? Pepper, Pepper, yeah. And uh, sound like he couldn't keep his hands to himself in a bad way. Yeah. Yeah, she just got married. Got remarried. Um, I, I think. Oh. A couple it, months. Ago. They got married on the corner. Did you see where the wedding was? No, I didn't see all that. <laughs> don't do that. I'm, I'm telling the truth. It was like on a on. I don't know. Maybe they met on a on a corner somewhere, like at a stop sign. But that's where it looked like they got married. I'm telling you. Certified jam. Yeah, that was that was that was my jam. That was OPP. We couldn't, man. That was all you heard. Everybody was saying it, and pretty much a lot of people was doing it. So, yeah. Pastor Wilson is still doing it. What? By the way, I on back to the pastor. I'm not going back. Oh, pastor. That's an OPP. Mm-mm-mm. Speaking in tongues. <laughs> Long time look like. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Moving on. Are we at the support black businesses segment of the show? Absolutely. Absolutely. And this is my time. All right. So this is the segment of the show where we highlight a black business. Of course, we believe in growing our economy and strengthening our communities and our desire to build awareness of products for us, by us. So we are, we're going to run this back again. This is, this is a rewind. We are <laughs> going to hear my very best friend, Ayola's restaurant, The Greenhouse. And the reason why I'm, I'm focused on her again, spotlighting her again, is that it went, um, she had a name change. It used to be The Grindhouse, but now it's The Greenhouse. It's a vegan juice bar and cafe. It opened back in 2012. She offers fresh pressed juice, juices, smoothies, wraps, salads, desserts. She sells natural fruit, food products. Um, it's open Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. And the address is 2431 St. Paul Street in Baltimore, Maryland. Shout out to Baltimore. Um, I just want to say real quick that my um, college homecoming, Morgan State, 
uh, was last weekend, and that shit was a fucking movie. I had a ball. <laughs> so shout out to Baltimore. Shout out to the Greenhouse Cafe. Shout out to Morgan State University. And that's it. Yep, yep, yep. All right, y'all. So I think this is the part where we part. So we've come to the end. You can subscribe to That's What I'm Saying, the podcast, with the Apple Podcast app, Google Play, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Spreaker, Stitcher, YouTube, CastPod, Spotify. Please follow us on Instagram, our Twitter. I'm sorry, our Instagram name on the Twitters, but our Instagram name is TwizPod. And as I said, premiering November 4th, catch That's What I'm Saying, the TV show on Island TV. So please visit our website, That's What I'm Saying Podcast.com to find out more. Uh, of course, now, who do we always shout out? We always want to give a super, super shout out to Vegas World Inc. I actually bumped into Steven this weekend. Yay! Yay! Thank you so much you for do. listening. Um, subscribing and liking us on social media. Until next week, take care, y'all.